Distractions are not normally a good thing. You hear all the time, stay focused, meet your goals, don't get distracted by other things. But in our grief journey, I have found that distractions are very, very helpful to help us get through the days, weeks, and months that pass by after losing our child. So today I wanted to bring you four things that I did personally in my grief journey to help distract me during the day to help me get through the days. I pray this episode blesses you. Welcome to Unlocking Joy After Grief. My name's Courtney, wife, mama of six kiddos, one in heaven waiting for us, and that's why I'm here. In 2017, we lost our four-year-old son, Sam, and it's my joy to share with you everything this journey has taught me. So if you're ready for biblical encouragement, first-hand lessons, and support from a fellow grieving mama, then let's lace up our shoes and begin walking this road together. The days can seem so long when you're walking out this grief journey. It's very helpful, especially in the beginning, to not even think of it as a day at a time, but a breath at a time. Because if you start thinking of the days and weeks ahead, it can feel very overwhelming. And like, how am I going to make it through this? So in the beginning, just focus on that next breath. Because even looking at days ahead is too much. Another thing that I found is helpful is to have distractions to fill those days. To help us get through that time. Especially in the early part of our grief journey. Distractions are key. And I highly, highly encourage you to distract yourself. Now I'm not talking about distracting yourself from feeling emotions. Because we need to fully feel every emotion that comes up. So I'm not talking about distracting from that. It's more of just distracting yourself so you're not sitting there on the couch with nothing to do but think. Because when we get silent, you know what we're thinking of. We're thinking of our child. And when you're early in your grief journey, your heart, it's still a very raw wound and your heart hasn't healed enough for you to be able to just sit and let in silence and let your mind just go. It's still too fresh, too new. As you keep walking your healing journey, you'll be able to sit in silence and it won't be as consuming as it is in the early days. So I want you to arm yourself with this tool in your tool belt to pull out when you need it, when you start feeling that overwhelm feeling in your mind, you can pull this out and be like, okay, I've got to distract myself. And I'm going to give you some things that I did. And then you can use those and either do exactly what I did or use it as like a jumping off point for you to figure out things that might work in your grief journey. I always knew when it was time to distract myself because I could feel that heaviness start to sit on my chest and in my mind. And that was always my clue. Okay, I've got to do something. I can't just sit here because you will get pulled down with that heaviness. You'll get pulled down into a pit and it can be hard to get out. 
So I just kind of used that heavy feeling as my clue to say, okay, it's time for a distraction. I need to do something to get my mind off of this. And that's okay. Like it's okay to do something to get your mind off of it. I believe it actually helps in allowing you to make it through. Now, again, we're not distracting away from the feelings. We have to feel those and work through them. But just the sitting there, letting your mind go and wonder where it wants to when it's still fresh, it's still new, that that wound in your heart. We need to have our distractions ready for those times. The first thing I did when I felt I needed a distraction is I would leave. I would leave the house. I didn't want to sit in the house anymore. It was like the walls were closing in on me when I started feeling this way and I had to get out, especially since that was the house that we lost Sam in. It was just, there were so many reminders, so many things um, in in my early days that were too much for me to be able to handle. And so I had to leave. I work from home and we homeschool. So we have the freedom and the flexibility to be able to do this. Uh, if that is your situation, then I, I highly suggest this being something that you can do. Um, if you're at work, maybe you could leave your office for a second, walk outside, take some deep breaths. Maybe if there's a place you can walk around for a little bit, just take a couple of minutes and leave. Just that change of scenery uh, can help you. But if you're at home and you have the flexibility, this is what we did. We would pack up our school things. I would take a break from work and we would go out and do school somewhere else. Uh, A lot of times it was McDonald's. McDonald's saw us a lot during those first few months. Uh, We would eat lunch there and then we'd put our school at the table and we would do our school there just anywhere but home. Like I just didn't want to be home. I would just have to leave. Another thing we do is we would go um, and take a blanket and some school books and go sit with Sam We would go to his grave. I would put the blanket down. We would sit. The place where he is is very peaceful. There's a big tree. The kids would climb and play. And I would just sit there and be with him. Um, Early on in my grief journey, that is what brought me peace. There weren't very many things that I could control in that if I wanted to see him or hug him, I couldn't because he's not here. And so... Being able to go and sit with him was something I could control. If I want to go sit with him, that's something I can do. And so that really helped me. I spent a lot of time there uh, in the first year. And that really helped bring healing to my heart. Now, as my grief journey went on, I found I didn't need to go there as much. It kind of changed what helped me. And this is a little just side note. There's no one right way to grieve. You do what you feel is good for your heart. And don't let anybody tell you that you're grieving wrong. And I'm doing air quotes when I say that because there's no right way to grieve. You need to do what you feel is best. And it will change as your journey, as you keep walking this journey and your heart begins to be healed 
by the love of Jesus, because like I always say, I know you're going to get through this because you know where your strength comes from. So as you walk this journey with Jesus and he continually brings healing to your heart, piece by piece, this might change the what you do to help walk in that healing and kind of bring that healing to your heart and do and what feels good to you and right to you will change as you go in this grief journey. And so when I first started, it was sitting with Sam at his grave. But as I continued to walk and God continued to bring healing to my heart, that changed. And and then I moved on to something else that brought healing to my heart. Anyway, so that was one of the things that we did was we would go sit with Sam. Uh, Another thing I did was go to my mom's house we would go visit with her. That would get me my, get my mind off of Sam not being here. And just another place that I could go that wasn't home. So if you have a friend or a family's house that you can go to, that you can just like randomly say, hey, having a hard day, I need to come over. Um, then that is a good option for you as well. The second distraction that I used was my church. I was very involved in my church before we lost Sam, and I continued that involvement in there. Now, that might be um, too much for some of you, and that's okay. If you were very involved in your church and and you just feel like you can't do it, then that's fine. I mean, I know they will completely understand if you have to back up on things that you used to do, but I actually found that by continuing to do and serve in the ways that I served before, it helped me stay distracted during the days that I was serving and helped me to get through. I was on the praise and worship team. So of course I took a little bit of time off, of course. Uh, But then I just, I plugged back in and it really helped me have some sense of normalcy when the rest of my life was in utter chaos. Everything changed when we lost Sam. And so having that one part of my life that was the same, you know, different because he wasn't here. Everything we do now is different than it was before. I always say it's like there, it's like there's two Courtney's. I have two lives. I have the Courtney before we lost Sam. So Courtney pre July 1st, 2017, and then Courtney from July 2nd, 2017 on. And there it's like two different people, two different lives. So the things It will not ever be the same as it was before, but it did help me have some kind of normalcy, albeit different, but still like doing the same thing that I did before. And it also helped being surrounded by people who knew Sam and walked with this loss with me. They really knew how to pray for me. They checked on me. And so staying plugged in to my church family really helped me in so many ways, but it definitely helped distract me to help me get through those early days. Another thing I did was I went outside. And I know I've talked about this before, but being outside is was really a big part of my healing journey because I felt so close to God when I was outside. It was, it's his creation, the thing that he created. And so being out there was very beneficial for my healing. Some things that I did is I just went for a walk. I didn't do anything like crazy. I just laced up my shoes, 
went outside and walked our road outside of our house. Me and Jesus did a lot of talking during those walks. Me and Sam did a lot of talking during those walks. Another thing I did was I took my kids to different parks uh, so that they got out and had some fun because I was not a fun mom. In those early days, I was just surviving. That's all I could do. And so a park was a very easy way for me to let my kids have some fun without me having to be the fun mom, if that makes sense. The creativity side of my brain left when Sam did. And so I couldn't think of anything fun to do. So a park was perfect because all I had to do was drive them up and let them go. And they just went and had fun. And all I had to do was sit there, which was very nice. And again, it was outside. So that brought healing to my heart as they were there having fun. And I went to different parks. We didn't always go to the same place to give them something new. But again, it wasn't something that I had to like really, it didn't require a lot of me to do that because I didn't have a lot to give at that point. Uh, Another thing we did was go on hikes, um, like family, kid-friendly hikes. Uh, We weren't like hiking up a big mountain, but it was like, it was more like a nature trail, I guess, than a hike. Um, We would go and walk that trail that was near our house. And that was really fun and something different. And again, nothing too extreme in what I had to plan and do. And the last thing I did was I did mindless activities, things that kept my mind busy, but nothing that required a lot of brain power to do. So I had a game that I played on my iPad, like it was one of those like matching games. And um, I never was a big like game player until we lost Sam. And I was looking for things that kept my mind busy, but didn't require a lot of thought. Because you know, when you lose your child, there's just nothing left of you. I can't make decisions. I can't think. I I can barely survive and live at this point. So I need something that is able to keep my mind busy, but not require me to like solve any problems. And so easy games like that. I did a lot. And I actually, while I was doing it, I had worship music playing in the background. So as I was doing this mindless activity, my spirit was being filled with uplifting worship music, which again, I believe helped bring healing to my heart just by creating that atmosphere of worship and kind of uh, filling my room with God's presence. Even though I wasn't actively worshiping him, that was playing and going on and just setting that atmosphere of healing as I was doing my mindless (laughs) game that I was playing. Another thing I did was watch mindless TV or movies. Again, these things are normally not things that you would hear someone suggest for you to do, but the journey we're walking is not normal. Like this isn't supposed to happen. And so the the things and the tips that I bring you aren't what normally what people would tell you to do because this is not a normal journey. This is something that the normal advice that people give you might not work. And so watching mindless movies, mindless TV is very good in distracting you. Again, it's not requiring you to 
like think or solve any problems or make any big decisions because we're not, we can't do that. Like we're we're not capable of doing that right now. We just need mindless and we need distractions. Movies and TV, that's pretty much what it is. It's mindless and it's distractions. So that's a good option. Now, of course, you want to fill your mind with things as you're watching it. You don't want to watch trash. But, you know, if you have some mama YouTubers that you watch or a wholesome TV show that you, you know, that makes you happy, that's feel good. Now, you definitely do not want to watch anything that's sad or depressing because we already have enough of that going on. So I'm thinking like Hallmark movies, movies and TV shows that always end well. They always end good because we need to fill our mind with things that are happy and uplifting. We don't want to do anything that's sad or brings us down because we have enough of that. We don't want to fill our mind with things like that, but things that are uplifting, happy, um, even though, even if it doesn't make you happy watching it, you definitely don't want something that would make you even sadder. So that's it. Those are the things that I used to help distract me during those long days after losing Sam. I want you to give yourself permission to be distracted. It's not a cop-out. It's not an easy way out or anything that you might think. It's a tool that we can use to survive those early days, weeks, months, and even year after losing your child. Because I am almost seven years out and I don't need to, I don't use these anymore. God has brought healing to my heart enough to where I can sit in silence and be okay sometimes. <laughs> you know, we're never completely quote unquote over it. We'll never completely quote unquote move on because we can't. So there still are hard times, but they're a lot fewer than they were in the early days. So know that when you're distracting yourself, it won't be forever. It will be for as long as you need it to be. There's not a time limit to your grief. There's not a time limit for your uh, healing saying, okay, at this point in your journey, you should be healed and not need that anymore. It's going to be different for you than it was for me. But you know who knows you and knows how long you're going to need? Jesus. He knows you inside and out, and he knows exactly what you need, exactly when you need it, and for how long. And he will walk with you every step of your grief journey until you are on the other side of that healing, however long that takes for you and whatever you have to do in that journey of healing to get you to the other side. I pray that these tips that I gave you will help you. Get through those long days when you start feeling that heaviness and you just think to yourself, I can't sit here anymore. Pull out one of these distractions or something else that you have thought of to help you get through. And I know that as you walk this step by step, your heart will be healed piece by piece. I'll see you next week. Love you, friends. Hi, friend. I hope this episode blessed you. The best advice I can give to be able to make it when a storm hits your life is to know who God is before it even starts to rain. I've created a free 31-day scripture calendar 
that will help you get to know who God is, His character. You can find this calendar plus bonus journaling pages and scripture cards all for free at unlockingjoy.com slash God's character. This will also be linked in the show notes. I pray the foundation of your faith will be strengthened as you journey into the heart of the Father. I'll see you next time. Love you, friend.